0: A lot of our teams were playing over the weekend and kind of bookended with some big-time drama, both involving soccer, volleyball nearly picking up its first win on Friday night, golf, and I'll be honest, this kind of slipped past me as I didn't mention it on Friday's show. We had so much that had happened the previous day with all the basketball interviews and so much to look forward to that I whiffed. Unfortunately, the men's golf team did not whiff. They got off to a great start. Not as good as Kansas, but still a pretty strong start. Again, the Bulls, of Steve Bradley in the fall, have finished second and fourth in fields of 14. This is the Quail Valley Collegiate in Vero Beach. 16 squads, and again, the Bulls ranked 10th in the country Kansas threw two rounds, that's right, they played 36 holes on Sunday, had a nine-shot lead, but the Bulls were definitely in the running for runner-up to Toledo. Kansas 28-under par with a 17-under second round of 271. Then Toledo nine shots back, Kent State another shot behind Toledo, and then the Bulls three shots essentially at a second place. And their leader... None other than Luke Gifford, who actually is in the running for the individual medalists. Two Kansas players are 10 under through two rounds, both going 68-66. Baron Botha from Toledo, also 10 under, and then Luke Gifford, who went 65, 7 under par in his first round, followed by a 69. He had birdies on five straight holes. This was in the quote-unquote worst round, the second round. In fact, he shot a 5 under on the first nine before boging a couple on the back nine. His first round featured not one, but two eagles. In fact, Kansas had a player who had three Eagles in his second round, so definitely scoreable this golf course, and the Bulls are going to have to keep in to try and be able to. Seems like winning it is out of the question, but who knows if they can catch fire But at least second place. Ian Peng in the starting lineup, the second-best scorer for the Bulls, tied for 16th with a 1-under 71 and a 3-under 69. One shot behind him, not playing his best golf, but still two under par rounds, Alvin Bergstrom. He's usually their top scorer, went 70 and 71. Well, it all came down to the last event of the weekend as far as importance goes. Well, Friday night was pretty important as well for men's soccer, but let's go with what took place in Memphis, Tennessee. The Tigers, 10-1-1, ranked 14th in the country. And honestly, this game could have easily gone Memphis's way. The Bulls got some big saves by Sidney Martinez. They were getting outplayed, but just slightly. I mean, this was, listen, you're not going to go in and take the action to Memphis. It's just too strong of a team too many returning players and again in fine form the shots on goal actually ended up even for both teams 15 apiece. the last shot was the best shot as called on ESPN plus we were in overtime and the Bulls again just to catch up on what they've been up to this year as far as overtime goes they've been to six overtime games they've won two of them with a minute left two additional overtime wins and two of them going to ties. They could have been okay with a tie, but if they really wanted to make a run at the conference championship, if you win the conference championship in the regular season, you get to host the conference tournament, so that's a big deal. As we said on Friday's show, a win against Memphis really might be necessary for the Bulls to have that in their quote-unquote NCAA tournament resume, and they got it. On Sunday afternoon. With the right foot, Moburg is way up, cutting down the angle. Will she get burned? Yes. Got ahead and off the fingertips, trying to cut down the angle of the initial shot. The follow is there, and USF will get it in extra time, and they will go ahead of Memphis in the standings. A chip shot with Moberg. Coming out, and it's going to be catching with the game winner at 104-19. Jeff Brightwell does a great job calling the ESPN Plus action for all of the Memphis sports, and Megan Cavanaugh actually wearing a wrap around one of her hamstrings, sent that ball into Sydney Nacello, who, of course, was amazing for the Bulls, and she did a great job to play this ball out of the air and turn it into the penalty box. wall. Memphis, of course, was focused on the Bulls' top player, Her shot was actually deflected, but it goes out to Katie Kitching with the goalkeeper, as you heard, out of the box. And the way she just blocked it off with her right foot was tremendous. And she was able to just sneak it underneath the crossbar. The Bulls get the win. I mentioned Sidney Nicello played all but four minutes. Sabrina Wagner, Leah Rosalia Mourinho, both played the full one hundred and five, along with two of the three defensive players, Cheyenne Dennis and Vivian Bissett. And again, Sidney Martinez was huge in net with six saves. The Bulls, an enormous win. Record now stands at 9-3-2. and two. They're 4-1-1 one, and one in the conference. They jump over Memphis into the lead. The downside is they only have two matches left, so Memphis can still jump them, but Memphis still has to play SMU in Houston, so put it this way, and an East Carolina team that's pretty good. If the Bulls win their last two games, they play Cincinnati this Thursday night. They finish at Temple, and that frankly, should be a win. Cincinnati will be tougher. If the Bulls win their two games, they just need Memphis to not go 3-0. and And again, Memphis plays a pretty decent trio of teams, and I like the chances, basically, of Memphis not going 3-0. and Either way, finishing in the top two looks pretty darn strong now after that big-time win. Different stakes, but just as big time of a victory for the men's soccer team. Bob Buthorn's squad just trying to get into the top four in the conference make the conference tournament. We've been saying it all year long. Essentially, with how it's going, with the top three teams being nationally ranked Tulsa and SMU, and now first place UCF because the Knights beat SMU. You're just trying to get that fourth spot, which in essence means finish ahead of Memphis and Temple. Memphis put a wrench in that by beating UCF and SMU, so the Bulls needed to beat Memphis on Friday night, and they did. Now, I didn't want to wait until today's show since it was a Friday night game. I put all the highlights up on the Unlimited Unloaded page, but here's the thumbnail version. The goals, Memphis would answer back after a 2 nothing lead for the Bulls, but then the Bulls keeper, Kazuna Takase, recently returning from health and basically winning this one for USF. Afalabi tries to win it, and actually does. And flicks it onto the path Soga, and he knocks it in! What a play! Not, not a bad one, and that's a point-blank goal for the Bulls. That was Kaplan, unmarked. A defensive player who I don't even think has a shot this year. And top of the box, dangerous stuff here. There's a long shot. What a save by Takase. That was a rip, and it was on frame. Oh, that's a nice touch, and in on net. Chance here for Memphis. What a save! Rebound missed. Takase with the save on Rodriguez dos Santos. It was a back heel pass. Boy, Memphis with some nifty link-ups. And Takase has absolutely saved the game just there for the Bulls with 10 minutes to go. 18 seconds. Last bet here for the Memphis Tigers. Cross midfield a segment. 12 seconds, sends it across into the box. Takase calls for it, punches nine, it away. Eight. is going to try six, and win the ball. It's popped nine, up in the air. Four, Bulls went off size. Takase punches seven, it away again. Nine. And that'll do it. Yeah, what yeah, a man. nail-biter. If you couldn't tell, it was a fun one. Full replay on Bulls Unlimited 2 throughout the course of the week, really, and then leading up to Friday night's big one at home against SMU. Volleyball up two sets to none at Temple on Friday night but could not finish the victory, ends up losing in three sets. That's going to do it for Bulls Beat on a Monday. Reminder that the coaches show, the football radio show, hits at 6 o'clock tonight. And more basketball interviews coming your way, starting with tomorrow morning's Bulls Beat. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.